Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, the host of this podcast. And today I'm talking about a big myth around hypnosis. Well, I'm talking about a few things. That's one of them. And Sarah Leverett's going to join me for that conversation. And the myth we are digging into is the big myth that hypnosis is mind control. Or that someone is at least controlling your mind for a little bit during that hypnosis session. Like I said, Sarah Leverett's going to be joining me for that bit of the conversation, and Sarah is the creatrix behind intuitive empowerment. She's a hypnotist, intuitive, mentor, writer. She's also the co-creator and co-leader with me in the hypnotic arts training. As always, you can find Sarah's links in the show notes. And before her and I get into that conversation... I'm just going to set the scene with what is hypnosis, which is a really, really common question, obviously, because people are starting to hear more and more about the healing powers of it, even just like the spiritual, expansive, um, just mind-altering experiences that we can have within hypnosis. People are kind of confused because I think um, when we learn about that side of hypnosis, if we're not familiar with it, we right away go to, but how is that possible if it's like, you know, someone kind of controlling your mind, even if it is for a little bit. So before Sarah and I get into the hypnosis as mind control and what we think of that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I believe hypnosis is and then answer the common question of, am I going to remember or be aware of what's going on in this session? I see them as all kind of I don't know, braided together in in that one question. So first, how does hypnosis work? The conscious mind is the logical part of the brain. And that has to do with the reasoning, the analyzing, the willpower. And it dominates most of our thinking in our awake state. Our thought processes, decisions, and emotional reactions come from or they're influenced heavily by our subconscious mind. The part of our mind that works as kind of like um, a precursor to our conscious mind's thoughts and actions. So the subconscious mind is like your operating system, if you want to think of it like that. It contains all your experiences, your memories, your perspectives, your beliefs, your ideas of how things should be or shouldn't be. And this is where we live our life from. And the way our memories and perspectives and beliefs in our subconscious mind, the way they're put together, it makes certain things easy for us, other things maybe more difficult, depending on where you are in your life, your memories, your experiences, your perspectives. Hypnosis and regression work so well because you're working directly with changing the perspective or the reality of your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind doesn't spend time analyzing information. It just accepts ideas, insights, wisdom, experiences as it is perceived and as long as they're in alignment with your morals and ethics in your subconscious mind. So a hypnotist cannot hypnotize you to do something morally wrong or completely violent unless that is your inclination to do that anyway. Our subconscious mind is there to protect us. So 
in our subconscious mind, it's easy for us to be able, when we understand it, when we understand what's going on and how hypnosis works, hypnosis works so well because we're working directly with changing that perspective or reality of your subconscious mind. So for example, take a problem like road rage or experiencing high anxiety or stress like on your commute home. Let's just say that's the situation as if all our problems could be that surface. But let's say that's what you're doing, right? You have to do this thing on a regular basis and it really gets you worked up. So if you were working with maybe a life coach or someone who's stress-based, they might say, okay, notice when you start to feel tense on that drive. When you feel tense, you know, relax your shoulders, do some breathing exercises, maybe take a different route, you know, visualize something, listen to a podcast you like, listen to music you like. But it's all very much being in the wave of that anxiety or that stress or that triggering or that (laughs) rage and frustration and trying to turn the tide. That's very conscious mind, right? We're in it, we're doing it. In the subconscious mind, if you were to go to hypnosis and understand on a subconscious level why being in traffic is so triggering or upsetting to you, you could learn about it, understand it, clear it, heal it, rewrite it. There's so many different ways, so many different methods within hypnosis to help someone understand and kind of transform or repurpose this energy within them, this heightened anxiety or heightened reaction. And the difference is, is that when we're working in that subconscious mind, unfortunately, since I'm a hypnotist, um, that happens on such a deep level. Again, it's like the operating system on your computer. Like there might be a glitch, there might be a pop-up or something, but the moment you fix that, it's just gone. Like a lot of times with things in our lives, when they're there, they bother us, we know it. When they're gone, we kind of forget that they were even a thing. And so the difference there is that if you were working with your road rage or your um, heightened reaction to sitting in traffic or your commute with hypnosis, you would work in that session, you know, outside of that road rage, you were you would examine it, you would go into that deep hypnotic trance to really get a clear understanding of why it's so triggering for you, what you could do about it. Maybe there is something for you to do about it in the moment. Maybe there's something you could do about it to prepare and prevent it from happening. Everybody is different. Everybody's perspectives and life experiences are so, so different. And you work to understand, heal that, smooth it out. And so what happens then is you're going about your day, you hop in your car, you drive home, you get home, you do all the normal things. You know, on the way home, you have all the normal thoughts about all the normal things that you normally think about along with the stress that you typically feel. But you didn't, right? You just go about your day and pretty soon you realize like, oh shit, I didn't have any road rage today. Or man, that didn't even hit my radar, that thing that usually bothers me so much about that commute. And it's really just like this shift of perspective. It's almost like a hallway of mirrors that just shifts slightly so we see things a little differently. It's the same. We're just looking at it differently. And so our feelings about it are different. So that's the difference between um, working kind of just more in that conscious mind in the moment, working with that wave of, of emotion, and then working in a hypnotic trance state. 
on that, understanding that situation and that reaction within us. So that is how hypnosis works. And then within that hypnotic trance, there's so much that we can do. We can journey to a past life to understand a relationship, a reaction, a feeling that we have, a perspective that we have that we just can't seem to change in this life. We can go and have communication with our higher selves, loved ones on the other side. We can go and have a conversation with our spirit guides or any other enlightened beings that guide and protect us. So in addition to like the earthly things that we can do, the behavior change things, the mood enhancement things that we can do, we can also astrally travel in that trance state. So that is like such a short, quick and dirty um, just description on how I, I see hypnosis working. So along this is the question that comes up a lot when it comes to hypnosis is like, will I remember the session? And during the session, will I know what's going on? I want to say like in general, yes. But if you, if it's something you're worried about and you don't really have any sort of rapport or relationship with the hypnotist and you feel inclined to ask that question, certainly ask that question. And even more so, I would say push yourself to wait and find a hypnotist that you really do at least feel like you trust them. And so you can relax in that session. So with the type of hypnosis that I do and the type of hypnosis uh, facilitation that I teach, you as the client will remember everything we covered during the session as much as you would remember everything that was covered in, say, a two-hour conversation at a coffee shop. When we're in that hypnotic trance, our senses are actually heightened which can allow you to maybe even retain more details than you would in, say, like a coffee shop conversation. And so I think a misconception there is that people think of hypnosis, they might think of like a deep relaxation, and oftentimes we then think of sleep. And yeah, like we all move in and out of that hypnotic trance brainwave state on our way to and from sleep every day. That's also why it doesn't feel that crazy when you're in it. Just as like, oh, I was just super relaxed. But you're not sleeping. So you will remember it. The only thing is, the only time someone is like, if I ever have a client say they don't remember a certain part of it, it will just be a certain part of it. And I think it's because it's it always seems to be in a situation where from my perspective, I think they're channeling. They're channeling information from spirit guides, channeling information from well ancestors, channeling information from their higher selves. And and uh, I don't know anything about it besides just my anecdotal like life experience with my clients is that if you don't remember, it it's just going to be like small bits and pieces. And the cool thing is, is like, ah, you're channeling. <laughs> I think we all have the ability to, but it's kind of a cool thing to be able to um, think in your own mind if that happens to you to be like, oh, I don't remember parts of it or listen to the audio recording and be like, usually that's when people are like, oh, I remember getting that information, but the way I was talking, I don't remember that. So sometimes where our mind goes and what we're doing, like astrally traveling, channeling, that's the thing that might affect our memory. However, it's my understanding 
that just like a coffee shop conversation, you will remember the general outline of the whole thing. But yes, of course, just like in any sort of long conversation, you're going to miss bits and pieces here and there. Uh, And to me, in a trance state, that comes for my clients when they're actually channeling. That's, I think that's so interesting. And even in those cases, um, you can always ask if you go to a, if you were to come to me for a session, I give all of my clients an audio recording and I always take notes. So I send pictures of the notes, but if you don't want to do a session with me, can't do a session with me for whatever reason, whoever you go to, you can always ask them, like, can you record this? If not, can I record this? Whatever's easier for you. You can always ask that. And I think it's a good idea to do it because if you're going to be doing this healing work and we can get in it, I mean, I've gotten years of therapy benefit out of one hypnosis session. And not that that's always the case, but what's so cool about hypnosis, like I said, is that we're in that subconscious mind. And the unfortunate part for a hypnotist is that we often forget that that it was a thing. Like when we get over something and something isn't triggering, frustrating, anger inducing, we often forget it was even an issue for us. And so in our minds, we think like, oh man, I'm maybe not growing and changing like I thought I was because it's so deep and so natural. So if you are going to be doing these sessions, even if you trust that you will remember and you're not at all worried about it, I would still record it because it's interesting to go back and listen. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, that's basically how it started was me going back and listening to my old sessions. So there is so much um, to get there. And so I record so people can go back and learn more and see how far they've come. I don't record because you're not remembering it. All right, so that is my little bit on what kind of hypnosis I do and whether you would remember or know what's going on in a session. If you have more questions about what is in a session, like a past life regression, you can go to episode three and I break that all down there. Now, if you're wondering about a session with me, I do all of my sessions online via Zoom. So you only need an internet connection to have a session with me and some time alone. And uh, the way I do my schedule, at least right now at this moment in time, I open for like half the year. And then when that fills up, I close my books. And as we get closer to the back half of the year, I will send an email to those on my email list that my schedule is opened up and then you'll be able to make an appointment for the last half of the year. So if you're interested in that, um, and once you're on the email list, once I let you all know that my schedule is open, it takes, I don't know, two or three weeks for it to fill. So it's not like it's filling right away. So if you want a session with me, go to pastlivesandthedivine.com and click on subscribe and get on that email list. And now gather around the fire for my conversation with Sarah Leverett. Is hypnosis mind control? Okay, Sarah, so our first myth that we're going to cover is that hypnosis is mind control. What do you say about that? I, as a client of hypnosis, have always felt that I was in charge of what I'm comfortable with, where I go, how I experience it. And that doesn't mean that like tough emotions haven't come up or 
um, challenging things to experience, but I've always felt ready for it, equipped to handle it, safe. Um, and then looking at it then from the facilitator point of view, I know it to be true that the subconscious mind is only going to show us what we're ready for. And it's going to give us the option to experience it firsthand or experience it from uh, a bird's eye view. And I know that my clients are only going to go where their intuition is ready to take them, where their spirit teams are ready to take them. And it's my job to just create the space. Like I don't feel in control of how the session goes by any means. And I have no interest or, you know, superpower to control anyone. And um, I just blatantly think that that is incorrect. <laughs> hypnosis is mind control, but it's everywhere. It's, it's in every stereotype, every movie you could see about hypnosis. Um, and that I, I don't want to negate the fact that some people don't have pure uplifting intentions. And so that comes down to choosing your facilitator wisely, using mm -hmm. discernment, listening to your intuition. But at the end of the day, you are in control. You have the power to put boundaries in place. Um, yeah. What do you think? Anytime I've ever seen a movie or even part of a movie, I, it's hard for me to finish a movie. So if hypnosis is involved, I'm usually out pretty soon. Because it's so bad for the hypnosis realm. Like it's always positioned as something nefarious. You know, it's always like a tool of the villain. And I think that um, to me at least, and I'm, I'm not trained in, I don't fully understand, you know, what's happening in a stage hypnosis situation. I'm not trained in it. I see it as something that's completely different. Um, and I really do think that if we are in a space where we feel like we don't have power and we are a victim, it's easy to give our power away. We might give it away to our parents. We might give it away to our partner. We might give it away to our work site. We might give it away to a hypnotist. And I think that that's problematic, but I, but in the hypnosis realm, because we're working in the subconscious mind, I just, to me, the way I work with my clients is like that hypnotic trance is a place of power. And I guess I revere it so much that, um, and I truly believe that our subconscious mind is there to protect us. So again, using discernment, using your intuition to choose a hypnotist. So you feel comfortable. Um, and to know that whether you're going into a hypnosis session or going to see your guru or whatever, that like giving away your power is dangerous no matter what. And I, I personally, the mind control thing, you know, what does that, what does mind control even mean? Um, but I think that again, it comes down to what are your intentions and then go to a facilitator that makes you feel you know, that you can trust them, relaxed, you feel empowered in that situation. I think that's really important, whether you're seeing a doctor or a hypnotist or a therapist or whatever. 
Um, but the mind control thing, I honestly think it's like Hollywood and people, and I still get questions of, of people who are like, am I going to remember this? I mean, not so much anymore, just because I have a podcast where I talk about it nonstop, but just that idea of like, will I remember it? You know, I'm going to be out of control. And it's like, you're actually in a heightened aware state, but you're incredibly relaxed. And I do believe that it's in that relaxed state that comes with that awareness if we want it. Um, just being so focused, so relaxed, not emotionally agitated or emotionally or mentally like in the future. So um, we are working in the mind and mind control is possible if you give it away to anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, but yeah, hypnosis, def <laughs> hypnosis definitely gets... I just feel like it gets, you know, the weight of that on its shoulders and it's just essentially a myth. That's why we're talking about it. So have you ever seen a movie, a show, a series, anything like that where hypnosis is portrayed like as a good healing modality, like in Hollywood? <laughs> I actually don't think so. I always see it in the context of either um, like culty stuff um just straight up socio-psychopaths or in like supernatural like you know like maybe a siren can hypnotize you or like a vampire um just by looking into your eyes and then all of a sudden you give your power away um so no I can't think of an example where I'm like oh my gosh like that really captured the beauty of it all um I have never yeah we need a reality show. Oh, <laughs> they just follow us around. <laughs> 1,000%. <laughs> um, but yeah, to your point uh, about the stage hypnosis thing, I mean, it's my own, I'm obviously not trained in stage hypnosis either, nor do I want to be, but it's my <laughs> understanding that like, even when you know, like you always hear, right? Like the, are you going to make me quack like a duck on stage? Yes. Or whatever, right? Okay. So it's like, even in that, if you are, you know, going to a stage hypnosis show, it's my understanding that they're looking for someone in the audience who wants that experience, who wants to like have fun and it's going to be funny and it's going to be new and it's going to be exciting. And like, just in that pre, um, it's almost like they're setting the intention as an audience member to have that experience. They want to have that experience. And it's my understanding that a stage hypnotist knows how to look for those types of yes. people that are already susceptible. And so they're going to pick someone who they feel confident is going to not necessarily give away control, but just like have the intention, right, of having this experience. So in the work that we're doing, right, we're looking for clients who have the intention to heal something in this life from a past life, right? Yes. Whereas if we had somebody that we just like ran into out at the grocery store and we were like, hey, you need a past life regression. <laughs> <laughs> and they like had never heard of it, don't even believe in past lives. It doesn't excite them, right? More than likely, we would not be able to get them into a past life. Right. So it's like, it's the same idea. It's not mind control. It's just, do you have the intention to do this thing or not? Yeah. Yeah. And actually hearing you explain that, thank you for that explanation. It reminds me of the only time I've been around stage hypnosis, which was like a 
post-prom, you know, late 90s high school thing. And it was like, they started it out by doing this thing where you like close your eyes and you put your hands above your head or whatever. And then you imagine these things and it's like, oh, if you can't get your hands apart, oh, all of a sudden you're on stage. And it's like, well, those are people, like you said, with the intention to at least like be entertained on that level or be entertaining on that level. Um, I completely, completely agree with that. Um, one more thing I'll say about the um, mind control piece and just to kind of play off what else you said is like, I feel like if anything, I'm on the other side, like I'm trying to get people to allow themselves <laughs> to go into that trance space. Like I'm not able to, like jokingly, I have a brother-in-law who's like, very traditional would maybe be weirded out by hypnosis probably and he'll be like he used to say are you going to hypnotize me you're not hypnotizing me right now are you like joking but I don't know I believe there's some wonder and truth there for people um and so of course I mess with him by being like moving my fingers and his eyes and shit but it's amazing to me how that comes in um but in my own personal life like when that comes up I just either make a joke out of it or it's like I wish it was that easy like <laughs> that happened to me in an uber recently I <laughs> I was talking to the uber driver and he was like super interested in my work asking me questions that sort of thing and then the conversation eventually like shifted to something else we were talking about restaurants he should try and then I gave him the suggestion of where he should eat and it was like did you just hypnotize me into eating? Do you think that I should eat? And it was like, it was joking. He wasn't being serious, but like, yeah, I just leaned, leaned into it. Right. Laughed it off. But like so many people have that, that assumption. And honestly, before I started learning about past life regression, I would have had a ton of misconceptions around hypnosis as well. So I get it. And that's why I'm glad that we're doing this work. While I don't see hypnosis as mind control, and that's not my experience of it as the facilitator, as a teacher, as a client, that's not what I see. That's not how I see it as. I do think that really that question, that idea of is hypnosis mind control, there's definitely some fear in there. And whether I think it's mind control or not, I do know and I am passionate about people owning their own power, knowing their own power, owning that power. And when I say own it, I mean, you know it. And so you trust it, you rely on it, you use it. And those are even in the times of chaos and unknown. So with that, um, a while ago, I created a hypnotic track called Own Your Power, and it's designed for you to listen to kind of, you could listen to it as a meditation, you could listen to it, um, you know, completely eyes closed, recline back, not being disturbed at all. You could listen to that track uh, when you're walking, eyes open safely, as if you were listening to a podcast and just absorbing the information or you could listen to it as you drift off to sleep and it, the affirmations the hypnotic suggestions the journey within it is really designed for you to see and revere the power within you so not only seeing it today 
but more and more every single day. And then as a part of that hypnotic track, at the end of it, we also, there's um, the hypnotic suggestion for you to visualize what this would be like for you in the future. And I do that on a few of the hypnotic tracks of like moving yourself in this space of, for example, owning your power in this case, and feeling that in your body, and then visualizing how that would change your life for the better in the future. I'm not going to add that whole track to this episode, but what I did was splice out some key parts of the hypnotic suggestions during it. So if you want the full power hypnosis track out and also outside of a, a podcast episode, if you go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, you can click on shop and then just scroll down until you see the own your power hypnosis track. Whether you download that or have downloaded or not, I'm going to share with you just a few minutes of it. And there's no hypnotic induction. You can think of it as affirmations. And the more you do an affirmation, the more your brain kind of starts to wrap its mind around it. And even more if you add emotion to it. So if you were listening to the full hypnotic track, by the time you get to these affirmations, it would be really easy for your body to like feel this power feel yourself in that power, really visualize yourself moving forward in that power. And what you can do that here, but I'm just saying for you, like really put in that effort, like listen to the words, feel it in your body as if it were true already. And that's still going to be magic for you. And you can listen to it right now. Even, even if you're driving, you can just listen to the words. It's simply the hypnotic affirmation part of that whole journey. And the whole journey includes the induction and more hypnotic suggestions that I'm sharing here. But this will be really great for you if you just like need a mind shift in the moment, bookmark it. If you're just listening to it once at the end of this episode, it's still going to benefit you. So I wanted to just leave you with a little bit of, I don't know, little bonus gift for you to just know and feel your power even if you don't go to the shop and download it. Okay, let's move into it. Every day I learn and know more and more about myself. I remember who I truly am, what fuels me, what my gifts are, what enhances my life? What enhances me in my experience on Earth? Every day I learn more and more about myself. As a result, I feel more and more of my vast power. My power to create, shift, and change things around me. My power to create, shift, and change things within me. Because I'm making this change on a conscious level and a subconscious level, this happens easily and automatically. My truth, who I am, what I need, what I want, becomes clearer and clearer to me every day.
I know and speak my truth. As I get to know myself better and better, I fall more and more in love with my soul, the people around me, and this thing called life. With this knowledge of who I am and how powerful I am, I see the divine within me easily and effortlessly. It's something that's at my core at all times. A quiet beat of love and worthiness that gives me the fertile ground to understand even more about myself. I am open and accepting of all parts of me. Knowing and loving myself makes it so easy to make more decisions that are completely aligned with my soul's desires. Because of this, my life seems more colorful, fun, exciting, and peaceful than it ever has before. This happens effortlessly and automatically because this is a change I've made on a subconscious level. With changes on a subconscious level, I relax and watch how it unfolds in my life. It's so clear and so fun to watch. I see the divine inside of me. I see the divine in others. I see, know, and feel my power. I remind others of their power when they see me in my power. I see the power of my soul and the universe flows to me, through me, and from me. It's the most wonderful thing. Life is so much better now that I can see my power in action and use my power in more incredible ways. Every day I feel more in tune with and connected to my power and my soul gifts. The more I learn about myself, the more I lean on my power, the more enjoyable my life gets. It's almost unbelievable the gifts and powers that I've unlocked. I have unlocked something within me, and because of this, I love and appreciate my light-hearted and joyful way about my life. It grows more and more every day. I embody the intelligent powers of the universe that run through me, to me, and from me. Yes, it's this easy.
I am that powerful. The universe, my soul, and my team of angels, guides, and other enlightened beings around me, always here to support, protect, and guide. I see that with each day that passes, more and more, I am more curious about and appreciate all the things that make me, me. And in doing this, I love myself more, and I'm even more connected to my gifts and life purpose. It's clearer to me. It feels easier, more natural every single day. There it is. That is our episode for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, take anything that makes your load lighter and just leave the rest. <laughs>